Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Who? Welcome back, sports fans, to another show to the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. I'm upset. We're talking football. And a little bit more. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. That's an accomplishment. Come on. Come on. You know, it was almost an accomplishment today. I what? almost picked. Thank you. I almost picked every single game right in the NFL. And the only game I didn't hit was the Bengals game. And you know what? That was the toughest game for me to pick. And for those who don't know, I have a bet with two of my friends. who started at the beginning of the year. I paid them $40 each at the beginning of the year. If I pick the entire slate of the NFL game correctly in any single week, Straight up, no spreads. They pay me 40K each. They could buy me out, which people had a problem with. I don't have a problem with the buyout. They could buy me out before the Sunday night game hits at 2K a pop, which one guy said he was automatically going to do. The other guy said he was going to go to Monday night and then see what happens. Or they could buy me out before the Monday night game at 10K a pop. I hit the Thursday night game. I went perfect in the first the one o'clock, wherever you are listening, the 10 o'clock for uh, the morning games for us. Early game. Early game. Thank you. I hit the Chargers and I hit the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos were the easiest bet of the week. Uh, major shouts to Marius Thomas's family. Um, horrible news. Such a fun player to watch for us, honestly, growing up. You know, I mean, and you really saw, like, obviously, you know, a guy when stuff like this, horrible stuff like this happens, people like how much we love this guy. It was an amazing outpour of people being like, you guys got to understand how good of a human being he was off the football field. Um, but, you know, with the tragedy like that, you, the Broncos were a big lock, the Chargers. And then I hit the Bucks, and the Bengals were down 20 to six going in the fourth quarter, score a touchdown, a crazy Jamar Chase touchdown where he tiptoes the end, the back of the end zone. They get the ball back, make it 20 to 20 with another Jamar Chase touchdown. Robbie G hasn't missed a field goal in 21 tries. And they flash the stat on CBS. Nick turns to me, goes, that's the stat you want to see. Toss goes, we need some angels in the outfield. And what happens? It literally looks like it's going in and then some angels in the outfield bullshit happens. Boom. It blows wide, right. Going to overtime. Bengals get the ball. They can't score. They kick the field goal. George Kittle's gashing you the entire game. This is what I don't understand. He's beat you the entire game. You're dropping your safeties on the guys and you're having a linebacker pick him up in coverage. It hasn't worked the entire game. Where's the change in strategy? Kittle pretty much burns them the entire drive, and they hit Ayuk on a short screen, which was a great run play, uh, and he breaks it in and gets over the pile on, and, and the Niners win 26-3, to and I, and I lose my bet. I had the Packers, and then I have the Rams tonight, and it's a shame because, honestly, I would have, I think, gone, out, gone home with 12K this week. I'd be going to fish for free. That's money for the Super Bowl. 
for when the Patriots go. I mean, I brand our buddy Brandon, who's already been mentioned once already, Nick's roommate. He says if I ever won the 80K, that we're going to the Super Bowl. And honestly, if I won the 80K, I would take the three of us, Brandon, Zach, and then probably George and Streichler to the Super so, Bowl. Seven dudes. So okay. So just to put this out there, I don't I don't know if you'd be able to afford seven tickets because well, they're, like, they're going for like eight grand a pop right now. Well, that's fine because I had 80K. You're going to spend 80 grand on Super Bowl tickets? For the boys? Fuck it. That's ridiculous, but thank you. I appreciate that. And then spend the rest of the tickets on... Stealing money from your friends, basically, that you made the bet with to take your friends to the Super Bowl. The thing, though, is they have the the cash-out option, right? Yeah. Is it ever even going to get to the point where you'd even be able to win 80K? They're going to cash out. Yeah, but the cash-out option doesn't end the bet. Yeah, but you know, if it's Monday night and that's one game left, they're for sure paying you that that 10 grand. Great. That's 20 grand a pop. And then we still have the bet again next week. The bet doesn't end unless I hit the bet. Right. You can't just well, cash out and be like, oh, it's over. No. Well, I mean, I was so this, I'm not going to get that close again. That was it. I, I, here's, I think, important to put a couple of things into perspective. Please. One, the reason why this bet is so much fun, not only because you get to win this amount of money potentially, yeah, yeah. but that we couldn't do the bet if it were the reverse stakes. So we could not put up that amount of money. Luckily, you have two friends who work in finance who are are willing to be quite risque uh, with their finances, which is uh, pretty funny. <laughs> and we would never, we would never tell our listeners to spend that riskily. No, especially not at BetOnline.ag. No, it's just not a smart thing to do. But if you were to go to BetOnline.ag. You can spend um, a small amount of money, smart, start small, win big, put yeah. it all together, do a parlay like Josh does. He tries to run the entire slate. Maybe do a five-team parlay. Maybe do a three-team parlay. But betonline.ag, that's where you should put your bets in. Just, just saying. Like, I want to be happy. I hit 10 games in a row, which is pretty good. 10 okay, games in great. a row is I mean, great. That's, that's phenomenal. To clarify, though, you did miss the Bengals game before you hit the Bucks game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ten games in a row. I would have said 11 games in a row. The 10 games in a row is that. Crazy, crazy just day of football in general because we have, we're all watching, with knowing what the stakes are for you if you hit these games going into yeah. the Sunday night game. And we have these two overtime games, the Bucks bills which the Bills came back on the Bucks. The, the Bucks were up 24 to 3. There's mm-hmm. no reason why the Bills should have gotten back into that game. Mm-hmm. We're sweating it out watching the Bengals game, which kicked off 20 minutes prior to the Bucks bills game. And I'm out of the corner of my eye watching this other screen being like, it doesn't really matter what happens in this Bengals game. I think the Bucks are going to blow this. And funnily enough, you know, Tom Brady does his thing, works his magic. And but it was close. He throws his 700th career touchdown pass, which is incredible. And Joe Burrow does nearly enough. I think this Bengals team is close next year. I want to see them make the real push. They can still make the playoffs this year. They can still be competitive, but their Achilles heel last week and this week is that they are shooting themselves in their own Achilles. Basically, they had two special team fumbles. One punt returner made the same mistake twice. And you gave the 49ers the ball in, in plus 
plus territory, and they scored on both tries. Same thing happened in the Chargers game. Jamar Chase threw the ball back to the Chargers DB. Joe Mixon dropped the ball as he was carrying it. He literally just dropped it on the ground. Like you just, you have to minimize mistakes. They beat themselves. Yeah. They just beat them. The, the punt return. The guy, your one job, your one job is not to fumble the punt. Nick, we bring you, you're always thrown in the mix on this shit. You're not dropping. You're not dropping the punt, dude. Not twice. But not it's hard twice. To, it's hard to say I'm never going to drop a punt, but you're not dropping it twice in one game. No, you're you're laser focused the next time you run out there. It's your one job, bro. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you're in the NFL and you're a punt returner, never drop one. That guy, I know it's his livelihood. Unemployment line. I'm sorry. That is horrible. Our boy Quan Cosby wouldn't do it. That's for dang certain. It's been a lot about me though to start the show. Can I? I want to. I'm just curious because we, we we all love fantasy, and I know we're in a bunch of leagues. Just real quick, where's everyone at in their fantasy leagues? Toss. I know you're in a couple of weird ones. Uh, my home league is a standard league. Our playoffs that we have when when we get to the playoffs, our season ends earlier than most leagues because our playoffs are two week matchups. So I actually was already in a two-week matchup against Tommy, uh, former producer of the show, Bolognese Butter Noodles. If you've listening to if you've been listening to us for, for the entirety years. of our show, you you know him well. Um, hot take machine and a waiver wire rat is, he is, is a what, I, wire rat. what I affectionately call him. He beat me in our two-week matchup. So I'm out of the playoffs in that league. And I have a college league where I was there, a 14-person league. Six teams make the playoffs, which needs to be relooked at because eight teams should make the playoffs. It's a 14 person league. Or seven. Right. Or seven with, with one team getting by. I was the seven slot playing the six slot. We had the same record and we both of our teams went off. And I had the Packers defense, and I'm currently up three points, 143 to 140, and should win that matchup unless Odell Beckham fumbles twice. So you just have Odell. Yeah. And he has no one. And he has no one. So I've I've won. You should bench Odell. Should I? Yeah, yeah. yeah bench Odell. Unless points really matter to you. So points matter. He's not uh, being a negative four. Points leader for each week wins an additional amount of money. So could you get that? I can get that. It's within then, reach. Then start him. Okay. He's not going to go negative four. No chance. No, I know. I, yeah. yeah. So I so I'll be making the playoffs in that league, and then okay. the other league. I'm with you, Josh, and yeah. we are not the worst team in the league. Go, and that was that was exciting for us this week. Is, we just had a bad, unfortunate year with McCaffrey. That was just unfortunate. Oh yeah, it was unfortunate for you. Well, it wasn't your problem. From what I remember, here, bro. Yeah, you know, from, from what I remember is you traded him him in for two receivers. So yeah, but at one we traded him for two receivers. Both those guys went on by. Metcalf has been brutal. Yep. I mean, we were talking about it today, Nick. You're a big Metcalf stand. Is he top ten in the league? No chance. Not this year. No. What about when you evaluate talent of yeah. being top 10 in the league, you got to look at it for the current season. Is he top 10 right now? No, he's not. Okay. Toss, you want to tell Nick before Nick, because Nick was out of the house when we were watching today and then came back later. Who did you and I, obviously the best Devonte Adams. No question. <laughs> and no he question. cemented that once again. As he always does when you watch him play football. Dude, goal, Sunday night game, he just had his way with everyone who was put in front of him. The announce Collinsworth literally was like, 
Jalen Johnson, who's not a bad corner, I don't think, no. on Devontae one-on-one. They go, I want to watch this matchup. We literally knew what was about to happen. First goal, too. First, you have A.J. Dillon. You could easily run it in or try to. He hits him. I thought they were going to run a fade, and his pivot move to the slant was so quick. I thought the TV was broken, and he makes a move on the inside, cuts in, and touchdown. He, The guy, is, his footwork is unbelievable. His ability on the slant is amazing. Uh, he's number one, but who did you and I say was probably maybe number two, Toss? Well, I think Nick Nick's talking about, you know, this season right now yeah. really matters. So so I think Cooper Cup has to be number two. Yep. The way that he's been playing this entire season. Okay. By fantasy accounts, he's number one right now. Yes. Right, right. But Devontae Adams is better than him. Agreed. Cooper Cup. And then... Yeah, maybe not as technical, though. Did you guys see the post-game press conference he had or the post-game interview he had a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it's pretty awesome the way he broke down the the play. Yeah, just a bunch of football nerd talk. Everyone was loving it. Um, Funny. The rest of the guys in the five for me right now, Tyree Kill, what he can do stretching the field when he gets the ball in his hands. I think he's still he he's in there. Justin Jefferson, that was the guy we were for, landing on. He's in there for me. He, no one can cover him. He's a guaranteed. And Godwin is like on the fringe of that territory too. You're there Godwin guys, over Evans. I, I think no, because Evan scores and you have to score points to win football games. I mean, it's just John Madden outlook, but <laughs> it's true. It, but you, you have to do it. And, and Godwin's ability, though, to get open on any given play is fantastic. And I think Jefferson is that plus even more with a deep threat. And he's got the red zone ability as well. So I think he's in my top five. And then fifth, fifth one. We, we, I think we had, I can't remember who it was, we were saying but. hop, but like we were just throwing that around, but he's not, he's been out this year. Honestly, Jamar chase was out of this world today and I don't want to throw a rookie in there necessarily, but there's going to come a point next year where he's just in that mix. He's just that good. He's already in that mix. And I know that you don't want to throw a rookie in there because of the lack of experience. Well, yeah, I guess he is in that mix. He's, he's already in there. I mean, he's no. top 10 and top five, I think in fantasy points and he's clearly getting the Bengals more opportunities to win games. I mean, that touchdown pretty much saved them the game. And then they obviously lost, but he's a, a dynamic player. Yeah. Nick, I want to give you credit too, dude. This is, a, I'm being oh, very, I'm not being very, no, well, let me finish. I was being very, I'm being very serious when I say this because you absolutely murdered the Debo Samuel call like three years ago. Oh, was he was our fifth. He was our fifth guy. You yeah. murdered that. That was an absolute Castellanos deep to right oh thanks and nothing bad happened in, be- in between the castiano steep to right that was just a good call right yeah good call nothing happened bad um yeah, yeah. i mean he's a debo's just one of those offensive weapons that you need to get him the ball no matter what and you see what san francisco has been doing with him this year he's lining up as a running back i mean he's good he has more carries than some of the running backs on his team already and he scores rushing touchdowns on a consistent basis as well um, and you were yeah. saying it today, Josh, that like you just need to put the best player on the field and give him the ball. He's clearly the best player on their team. Yeah. I mean, like, off the side of the ball at least. And do you, when you line someone up as a running back, I mean, it's obviously something that we see offensive coordinators do all the time, but you can't get checked at the line if you get lined up as a running back who goes out as the receiver because right. now you've, your five and, yards has started behind the line. So it's really smart when you have a guy like Debo who you can utilize in multiple, multiple ways. And majority of the time when a running back is coming out of the backfield to go out for passes, the person covering them is usually a linebacker. Right. Who he's going to be every time. He's six foot. 
215. He's a big boy. He could really, he's a really big dude. And I mean, I really, yeah, I mean, he was, he's run for 60 yards a couple, twice, 79 and 66 yards. I mean, he really can, he's a really great offensive piece. I think this Niners team, I hope they really like, I hope Trey Lance is good because honestly, like Jimmy G is, I know we pitter patter back and forth one week. We think he stinks one week, one week. We think he's good. If this team is fully healthy, Ayuk has proven to be a solid piece and he's back in favor. Kittle's when he's healthy is incredible. You were talking, who was talking about Kelsey today? Was that you, Nick? I mean, Kittle's right there with him. Kittle's right there with Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if he stays healthy, he is, I mean, he made, he made some pretty badass catches that really saved them the game. And we knock Jimmy G all the time, but he did secure them the W. He did drive down there and score a touchdown when they needed him to in overtime. Um, but I was saying today as well on the couch, I was saying, can you guys imagine the 49ers with a top 10 quarterback? Like, like a, a guy like Josh Allen, a guy like Tom Brady, a guy like Herbert, you know, if they had someone like that on their team this year. Yeah, that's a great call because they would be by far. I think they would definitely be without a question if they had a guy like that. If they had like Rodgers, they had made that move and taken those three first round draft picks and traded for Rodgers instead of taking Trey Lance, which maybe was a possibility. They would no question be the best team to me in the NFC with Rogers. But I, this trailer, Trey Lance, it's a lot to give up. He, they're hoping he's that guy. They really must think he's like that guy. And so like, we were talking about rookie yeah. quarterbacks. I don't love the way they've utilized him this year though. You know, they throw him in there every now and then to you know, rush in for a touchdown or he started a game. And I don't, I don't know. I, you either got to be in or out, you know, yeah. like you don't want to commit to your guy and give him as much experience as possible or, or you let him sit and learn from the veteran. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Very, very, very much so. Um, couple teams. Oh, Nick, what, what's up with you in fantasy? We only hit Taz. Oh, uh, well, you guys left off on our league that we're in the LA league. Um, I, I believe I secured it. myself. I, I believe I secured myself first in the league nice. heading into the playoffs. We, we, guys, we helped. Yeah, we helped. You. Yeah. 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 So you guys beat my roommates. Um, bearing that Matt Gay doesn't score 24 points um, in the Monday night game. Um, and I also have to get my job done. I'm up by six points. I have Cooper cup and he's got James Connor. I think that should be okay. Um, that league first place heading to the playoffs, the league that I'm a commissioner in with my home friends, I'm probably knocked out. I was the seventh overall team. And then I just took an L so whatever the team was pretty trash anyway, and had the injury bug all season. Um, and then my big money league, um, I was sitting in third place, but it is so even from like, third to like eighth place and i caught an l but i think that i'm still going to get by getting the sixth overall seed which top six make it so i'll be okay so i'm in i'm in the cash money for two leagues okay toss and i eliminated in the la league we sucked college league my team is horrible i'm in the playoffs I'll lock up the three seed, but more importantly, eliminate my arch rival in fantasy football in that league. If Stafford and Odell can combine for 44 points, their bonuses and stuff in this league too, for like yards. So Stafford really goes off and Odell is solid. Kick rocks to the other team and they're eliminated from the playoffs. Smell you later. Can't get a buy, which is unfortunate. We have Derek Henry. We're not going to win that league. I've locked in a buy with a dominant performance 
in my home league. But here's the kicker. Loser of that league, the punishment is the waiting, like the waiter punishment. They have to get in like a tux, like a waiting outfit. We're going to have food brought to someone's apartment and they're going to have to serve us and wait on us all night. And Sounds fun. It's two of them, right? No, just last place. Uh, but so, but it could be two people, right? No, 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 it's just it's like straight up whoever comes in last, like points matter. I know, but I'm saying it is a team shared by two people. Oh no, 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 no. That's my home league. It's like everyone's individuals. It's one. Got it, got it. So because that'd be true value, right? Like, let's say that you do the college league and everyone's got a partner. You get two waiters. Yeah, I throw a banger. That would be that would, that would be very beneficial. Right now, if the guy, the one guy is up 10 points. He's up 10. And he has Tyler Higby and he's going against Kyler Murray up 10. I have an idea. Go for it. Just because this is at the top of my head. If you guys ever do the waiter thing in your college league with two friends, yep. right? That, that, that shared team. Mm-hmm. They're both locked in to be waiters that night, but you're going to give them two to three hours to see who can earn the most tips. And you're not going to tip them real money. You're going to tip them monopoly money. The person that gets the most tips gets to get the night off. And the other person has to finish the night off. Wow. That's a good idea. Like a tip so jar. Competing with each other. That is a good idea. We're talking about next year. Last place spends new year's Eve in times square. Is that ridiculous? Horrible. Don't people like, like to do that? No. You have to be an absolute idiot to do that. You have to be one of the 10,000 dumbest people on the planet to do that. Well, yeah, but why, why is it always flooded with people? Because they're idiots. There's a lot of idiots on the planet, dude. 40,000 people voted for Harambe after he died. People are Relax, stupid. Though. I mean, there could be some people listening to this show right now that have spent Times Square New Year's. I don't know a single person that's ever done it. I couldn't tell you. If they are, God bless them. You have to wait in line forever in the freezing cold and you can't leave to go peer it's horrible it's just it's bad it's freezing it's cold it's just not i mean like I, I, and i imagine after it getting out of there is an absolute nightmare right because everyone is just packed like sardines either trying to get cabs go to the subway terrible terrible experience i can i can envision how that would not yeah, be that like, what if you roll squad deep right with like 20 of like your closest friends, right? And you guys are rowdy, having a good time. You pre-gamed a good amount, got roadies. I mean, I feel like that could be fun. I dude. Maybe if you get a crew together, I don't know. I let's put it this way. I put it in the group me. They're all New York guys. I put it in the group me. And the first comic, one guy goes, That's brutal. Like that was like the like with not even missing a beat. That was the initial gut check reaction, my suggestion. And someone was like, that might be too far. Like that's too how, far. That's how bad not it a, is. Not a tattoo. Not not a uh, not, <laughs> yeah, that's too far. I would rather get an ass tat of the winner's name than spend a New Year's Eve in Times Square. Not even a question. I would rather get Nikki Snacks Crider tattooed on my ass than do that for New Year's Eve. That sounds fun. The tattoo? Yeah. I'll let you pick the font. Um, so that's where I am. I'm probably going to get a buy in my home league and be in second place and with the most points scored in the league. Uh, so feeling good about their head coaching jobs. Head coaching jobs. Here's what I'm viewing right now, boys. Jags. 
Can yep. we D-Jack Hobbs that he's toast, Malone? I think he's he's toxic, honestly. I, I was out on the idea that they were going to fire him a couple weeks ago, but I'm starting to see that he's just more and more toxic. I mean, Vrabel went to go shake his hand at the end of the Tennessee game. I know they lost by 20, 20 to nothing, but Vrabel was on his staff at one point, and Urban just like shook his hand really quickly and just didn't say a word, just walked right past him. Like, completely sore loser. And I really think that if he's their head coach, they're going to botch the Trevor Lawrence situation. You can't have Trevor Lawrence and have the wrong guy at the helm. Yeah, Um, Just too many distractions that have happened throughout the season with the whole bar incident that he had. He's a meme. People are literally just constantly making fun of him. And you just don't need that as an NFL head coach. Um, I think he should just pack his bags and try to find a community college job. Wow. Back to Back to ACC, St. Ed's is where we're sending this boy. That's yeah. that's that's harsh. Um, no, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, he's been he's been so much time in it's a different game. He's been way too much time in college and adjusting to the NFL. It's just been very tough for him. I personally, I don't think he has the locker room. Honestly, no, there's no chance. No way. He's used to treating guys like kids. You know, he's used to treating people like kids. I'm sure there's guys in the locker room that don't. College rivalries run deep. I'm sure there's guys in the locker room that don't like him or haven't liked him from beforehand, from Ohio State, maybe even some guys from the Florida days. Who knows that, you know, how some of these guys are old, right? Yes. So I can't imagine he's pretty popular. I, th- I just think it's a bad idea to begin with. I always prefer the coordinator hire, a guy that has NFL experience and has been around the game more. They went straight for a guy who hadn't been coaching even. It's not like, you know, he was coaching last year at Ohio State. I think it was just a bad hire from the jump. They try to get fancy and do something ridiculous and spice up the team. And it just didn't work. And you know what? That team sucks. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence looks horrible. Yeah. They might begin the first pick again. I mean, I don't know. The Lions are toss. You were- yeah. You know what? The Lions do suck, but they've also put a lot of close games and we've been in on them in a few games. They did get that one win. They do have that one tie. They could still win a game or two. The Texans play the Jaguars next week. You think the Texans? I think the Texans beat them. Yeah, I do too. They should. They should. Um, okay. Other coaching vacancies, though. Bears. I think Nagy's out. Everyone is out on Nagy in Chicago. At, at yeah. some point, you just got to pull the trigger. They can't get it done. And then I also think the same division, Zimmer for the Vikings, which we said last week. If he misses the playoffs, yeah, he's toast. He loses way too many close games which is crazy because he closed on a hot girl. So I don't know what's going on in the football game. You need to be able to close. It's just plain and simple. And that guy can't close. His job should definitely be in trouble. I think the Bears job, I think it's pretty much Toast Malone. The Jags job, obviously the Raiders. Okay, so Raiders, Jags, Bears, Vikings. I think that's it, honestly. Okay, can I throw a couple more at you that are potential? Sure. I think Matt Rule has one more year, but I think it's one more year. He's going to get to have a quarterback in there. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like they took a chance on Sam Darnold. That didn't work out. They signed Cam. Like, they, they have to have someone that can actually give them a chance to win. I can't believe they fired Joe. I think I can't believe they fired Joe Brady that quickly. Judge, Rule are on thin ice. Pete Carroll, I can't mm-hmm. imagine you could just straight up fire that guy after all I he's can't. done in Seattle. But 
I think they're, I think that's interesting. Um, and then outside of that, I think everyone else is, is pretty much safe. Flores really saved his uh, hot seat positioning. As of I think, I think Russell Wilson would leave before Carol left. Yeah. I think Russell Wilson's, I think it seems like he's kind of gone. It's the question yeah. is, does he go to Pittsburgh? I, I really think that they should just trade him as soon as possible. I know the deadline is past the NFL, but in the off season, try to find someone because you're just, you're not going to get any more for him than, than you will right now. No, like just, he, yeah. he's slowly deteriorating. It seems like just the way he's been playing and you see the flashes of the greatness that he's had, but I mean, just trade him while the value is high. You have to at this point. Yeah. Go out and get a bevy of picks, go out and get some young guys. Just rebuild that team. You know, I mean, the ship has sailed. They've won a Super Bowl. Nice. But let him go to another team where he can compete as well. I just don't love tr- tr- I don't know. What do you think, Tay? Uh, the, the Seahawks part of it is interesting. I don't think he's I don't think he's deteriorating. I mean, I, I think like sometimes a change of scenery shows us that guys are far from deteriorating. And they're kind of just, they're kind of just being a trickster, a little Loki about it, and, and fooling everyone around them. I mean, he had today a good game. He looked pretty much like Russell Wilson today. Yeah, um, against the Texans. <laughs> well, you got to do it against the bad teams. It's, yeah. it's important that sure. you do. I think that that team has a lot of problems, though, and he's getting up there in age. I can't imagine he's going to want some of the same things that Aaron Rodgers wants, right? He wants a longer contract, but he wants to compete and he wants to have controls control of situations like in that bears Packers game. There was a drive where Rodgers went to LaFleur. They ended up kicking it, but it was fourth and goal. And it was like, they were on like the seven or something like that. And LaFleur really just, he deferred to Aaron Rodgers. He was basically like, okay, what do you want to do? It wasn't the Harbaugh-Lamar moment, like Harbaugh making a big deal from the sideline, like, Lamar, you're our guy. Like, you choose whatever you want to do. It was like conversation that they had, um, LaFleur and, and Rodgers during a timeout. And I think that that's what Russ wants. And Carroll is a guy that he's worked really well with, but he's also an alpha dog kind of coach, right? Like, he likes to be in the spotlight. And... I could see Russ going somewhere. I, I I think he's a good match with Tomlin. I also could see if Zimmer moves, I could see Cousins moving too. Like I I don't think it's a, it's set in stone that he's going to be in Minnesota. Pittsburgh is obviously a desirable job. They have a good defense. They've got good weapons. Any quarterback that's that's looking to change scenery, like I don't know, and it's a great franchise. I don't know why you wouldn't want to yeah. step in there. They're and like we talked about with the 49ers, like. Jimmy G is good and good enough. He does not lose you games. Yeah. Not with that offensive line. Not when everyone's healthy. Unhealthy teams lose games all the time in the NFL. And especially when you have injury woes like the Ravens this year and, and like the 49ers. Um, I don't know. I think Dan Campbell, like I, I want to see him get another year. We talked, like you mentioned, Josh, just uh, a glimpse of it. Like they have their personnel is terrible. Horrible. I don't know how you expect anyone, any coach to win with that roster. And Okuda out for the year again. So their third overall pick from last year is toast. Uh, I think the Steelers' job is the most desirable for a quarterback. 
I, I think it's going to be sure. very. I think it's going to be very. I don't think the the Packers can trade Aaron. You can't trade Aaron Rodgers. Well, at this good. point, you can't. I mean, I feel like they've made him happy at least for the next season or two. And honestly, like, stay with the best receiver in the league. You just said at the top of the show that Devonta Adams is the best receiver in the league. I mean, as you're getting older, Rodgers, like, why would you even risk going to another team that doesn't have the weapons that you have? And they can continue to add weapons too. I mean, they've got the draft, they got free agency, you know, they can add another superstar wide receiver if they need to. And you have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. You have Preston Smith and Zedaria Smith and Jair Alexander. And a pretty good line. A good, very good line. Yeah. It's a good team. They might be the best team in the NFL. Like, how can you leave that? (laughs) Devontae Adams is a free agent. Right. Raiders are going to throw him money to play with Derek Carr again, like they did in college. Rodgers could request a trade. If I am them, it this is a very Brady Garoppolo situation. You have to move Jordan Love before you move Rodgers if he's playing at this caliber and he's down to play for two or three more years. You can't run the risk that Jordan Love is going to be this esoteric quarterback because you already have that guy in the roster. Right. No, I agree. And if things are going, things could very well have to go through Lambeau. As good as the Bucks are, and they almost blew it against the Bills, as fun as the Cardinals have been, like things could very well have to go through Lambeau in the playoffs, and that is not what you want if you're in the NFC. I mean, if we're if we're being honest here, it probably will be. I mean, you look at the remaining schedule for the Packers, right? They play against the Ravens, who could be without Lamar. Very well be without Lamar. They play against the Browns, who, okay, are we, are we really sold that the Browns can beat the Packers? Where's I mean, the game? It's in Green Bay. When? It's on Christmas Day. Then they play the Vikings, which I think they'll take care of business. And the last game is the Lions. I mean, they could end up winning the next four games and probably locking up the number one seed. Be 15 and two. Yeah. I mean, golly, that what a dominating season. And Toss, you've been on him for the MVP. I mean, like, for all intents and purposes, he won't get it because he's going to get Kurt Schilling. Like, they, people just don't like him. Right. And Tom has been fantastic. So, yeah. It's, and the, one of the games they lost was when Jordan Love was playing. Right. True. So he's only exactly. lost one game. That exactly. first, and, that first and the game other game was the game. first game. Right. First game of the season, which basically was a tune-up preseason game. So, yeah. so if you exclude all those games, Rodgers has gone, what is he, 11 and 0 this year? He's pretty much won 11 straight. He, I mean, it really is phenomenal what he's done. And I, I, I think he would have beaten the Chiefs the way the Chiefs played that day. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then and then looking at but the other thing is you're looking at the Bucks schedule. They also have a pretty easy schedule coming up. They got the Saints, the Panthers, the Jets, yeah. and the Panthers. But how many losses they have? They've got two losses as well. Or three losses. Three. Wait, no. They're they have the same record. They're both ten and three. Both ten and three. Who else did the Packers lose to? Am I taking crazy pills or something? Maybe. Um, you may be taking crazy pills, Josh. Wow. They lost All the right. Texans. No, sorry. That's preseason. preseason. <laughs> they lost to the Saints week one. Yeah. That's Rodgers. Yeah. They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Vikings. And they lost to the Vikings. Like, what are the Vikings? The Vikings and the Bengals and the Raiders are like one week they're sick, one week they're. I mean, the Raiders have an excuse that their team has been literally TMZ. The Vikings um, had that excellent game management at the very end where they milked the entire clock and then kicked a Greg Joseph field goal with no time remaining. It yeah. was, it was, a display of good coaching by Mike Zimmer. I, I think that there is, there's a path for the Vikings to make the playoffs still. Mm-hmm. 
there's a path for Mike Zimmer to be holding the seat in Minnesota once again, and for them to kind of not take that next step to being a clear contender in the NFC, but still being a good team. Um, they're, they're normally a good team, right? They're normally, it, it's a good franchise. They've, they've got a lot of pieces there. They've got a good fan base. They've got good weapons. We were just talking about Justin Jefferson feelings out right now, but they've got Dalvin cook. Like I, I think that there's, it's a possibility where what we're talking about this year with Chicago and like, okay, Nagy, it's really, really time. Unfortunately, even though we were calling for Zimmer's head last week, he might still have the job going into next year. Like it's a, it's a distinct possibility. Yeah, it's Very definitely has potential, but I just hope not. And while we're on the topic <laughs> of ten win NFC teams, because there's another team out there that has a game on Monday night, um, the Cardinals. They still have got the Rams. They've got the Lions, the Colts, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. I mean, that's definitely the toughest schedule of the three. I think they're a year away. And I don't mean a year away from contending. I mean a year away from like really being able to win. It could be this year if they're fully healthy, you know, with Hopkins and Kyler. I I don't know. I mean, Connor's been electric all season for them at running back. I mean, they've got some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball for sure, and Simmons and Buda Baker, and you know, I mean, of course JJ Watt went down, but I mean, how much was he really contributing? Anyway? He was good. It's JJ Watt. Yeah, he's not TJ Watt right now. No, he's not TJ Watt, but it's JJ Watt. I mean, JJ Watt's still a good football player. I right, mean, if right. They ha- if they had JJ Watt, I would be more in their bandwagon. Obviously, right. I, mean, I think they could really win. Right. I like the receivers too. I mean, I think I mean, you know yeah. with Kirk and of course AJ Green, but he's a little bit older. Um, Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore. Yeah. yeah, he's nice. Um, yeah, that's NFL. We can give a quick shout out to the Horns. Uh, Wait, what? One one last yeah, thing please. on the NFL. We were talking as we were all watching the games. We saw. Two onside kicks um, get converted. And then in the Sunday night game, there was a third onside kick that was converted as well. So three onside kicks over the course of Sunday were converted. And normally onside kicks um, are converted at like, I think it's less than 10% or it's around 10% of the time. Um, It works every time. (laughs) It's just, it's kind of wild that 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 happened all today. And it made for really fun football to watch. And the NFL, the product that is the NFL outside of some of the officiating continues to impress. I, I was, I loved everything that I watched today. There were a lot of fun games. There were some games that were not close, but sometimes it's cool to see the Chiefs put up 50 points and dominate the Raiders. Coming, They, they were never in trouble. They're the Chiefs. Spagnola does it every year. Turns the defense around halfway through. I didn't mind that smashing at all. Yep. I was cool with it. It was good. I mean, I thought football was great today. I think the onside kick things are nuts. No, yeah. I'm surprised, honestly, that onside kicks aren't converted more just because of the fact that Dude, it's hard. Prof- it is hard. It is really hard, extremely hard, but it's a professional kicker, right? And yeah. he works all he can at kicking field goals and kicking off and doing onside kicks. There's definitely some manipulation of the ball. I mean, think about this. If you put a soccer player in the NFL as a kicker, I guarantee you that player would convert more percentages of their onside kicks than an NFL kicker would. They're yeah. used to manipulating a ball a certain way. Look, they're a professional kicker, but they how many times do we see professional kickers miss field goals, miss extra True. points? No, they, 100%. I'm just saying I'm a little bit surprised because at the end of the day, most of the time when the ball's kicked, the team kicking is usually already on that side of the of like on past the 10-yard line by the time the ball gets there anyway. Like, yeah. it's not like this, this ball is getting shot out of a cannon. Like, 
it usually takes a, a funky bounce and like it takes right. time for it to get there. And like by then it's not like 50, 50, but like maybe like 60, 40, you know, depending on how good the blocking is. I don't know. Right. Well, two of the three converted onsides were dropped by someone on the hands team. True. The yeah. Packers MVS, one your second receiver. Yeah. You can't drop the that char- ball. If you're charges, a receiver or a tight end, like the rate Parham, who was a tight right. end. And then in the Ravens game, um, it hit one of the guys that was supposed to block, which that's the guy you go for, right? If you're a yeah. kicker, it's like, go for the guy that you know doesn't want to catch the ball. I think it was kind of nuts. The two-point conversion that they picked off ended up being massive. I mean, Huntley yeah. almost did it. Shout um, out to the horns, yeah. Shout out to the horns. We got Quinn Ewers. We have Drod Hurt and his family. We have Drod Hurt coming on the show. It's going to be awesome. We're gonna, I mean, what a great timely guest. Yeah, for sure. Big I'm really curious to know. I'm just curious to know how he feels about, you know, the quarterback competition because – as of right now, there's a lot of quarterbacks in that room and we're probably anticipating some people to transfer out, but we also have incoming quarterback Malik Murphy, who is also a highly touted quarterback recruit. So really curious to see how he feels about, you know, the competition and what it was like for him and swoops when they were there together. Um, because I know those guys are brothers. I mean, they were, they're, they're really good friends and, you know, they worked well together and I always want each other to succeed, but keep this in mind, the two highest rated quarterbacks in recruiting history both are going to be playing for Texas. Vince Young and Quinn Ewers. Well, if that says anything about what the locker room is going to look like and whose room it is, I mean, I think it's it's pretty obvious, right? Like Malik is a year younger. So for all intents and purposes, the expectation should be, and this is something that obviously we'll get into on, on our pod, Horns Up, Talking Texas, that he's walking in and he's, he's under center or he's in the shotgun. He's taking snaps. Here's the thing. Quinn already had a season at, at Ohio state, right? So that's right. season one. I mean, yes, he can, he's technically redshirt. He can come back and be a redshirt freshman, but he wants to go to the NFL in two years. He can do that. Yeah. And he's clearly a guy about money, right? I mean, he's, he's anticipating that we're, that he's going to be making $4 million by coming to Texas. He already made a million dollars before he even put a snap at Ohio state. So he clearly wants to go pro and wants to make some good money and he's got to prove himself. And I think he wants to start right away, which I'm, I'm sure Sark probably hinted that that was going to happen. Yes. And cause you want to give that kid what he wants. And after two years, he's probably done. And then that's Malik Murphy's job. Oh yeah. That's it. We're going to break all. it then, down on the show. And then by then Malik Murphy's a, a red shirt sophomore. We say this all the time. You want to become a program where guys don't, oh, I didn't get the job, I leave. No, yeah. you want to be the next man up program. I mean, this is where it starts. Yep. Right here. Welcome. Welcome horns, baby. Uh, fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. We're going to full count. Rip that puck, hit that puck. Hit your PKs because they're free. Hit, the free. hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they are free. Oh, thanks, Toss, buddy. I appreciate you, man. We out yeah. We love you. Here we go.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.